Do you feel like your motivation dries up faster than a puddle in the freaking Sahara Desert? If so, on this episode today, I'm going to give you one simple system that you can use to maintain consistently doing the thing you have to do, whether it's exercise or diet, to get the results you want, even if your motivation has completely evaporated. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Joseph Olschlager. And what you're about to experience is a brand new approach toward optimizing your health, wellness, and fitness so that you can fully thrive in both business and in life. But get ready, because we're going against industry norms and we're saying no to hacks, shortcuts, fad diets, and tunnel vision on physique and appearance. And saying yes to simple, timeless principles of health and wellness to build a clear, powerful mind, a strong, capable body, and resilient vitality. So you can go get out there and fully pursue your purpose, maximize your impact, and live a deeply fulfilling, satisfying life. Welcome to the Optimized for Impact podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Optimized for Impact podcast. My name is Joseph, and thank you so much for joining us on today's show. Now, today, what I wanna promise you from this episode is I wanna share with you a very simple yet powerful strategy that you can use to stay consistent without relying on motivation. So if you find it difficult to continue to show up, whether it's like to the gym, the new gym membership or the gym membership you restarted, if you're really struggling to stay consistent on your diet, right? Cheat days turn into cheat weeks, a cheat month. You start it, you fall off, and it just feels like you struggle to stay doing the thing that you know you want to do or feel like you should do because you just lose motivation. You just don't feel like it. You wake up and just, oh, you groan inside of you, right? Like, oh, I don't want to do this. That's super common. And today, I want to give you a strategy that you can use to maintain consistency Keep doing the thing that you want to do without having to rely on motivation, whether motivation is there or not. And so why is this important? Well, as we just kind of talked about, consistency is the thing that drives results. Consistency, action, is what creates change. Action drives results. And this is just like the Grand Canyon. So whenever I think about consistency, I think about the Grand Canyon. It wasn't formed in a day. It's this incredible, monumental, world-changing feature of nature. And it's there because day in and day out, a river flowed through it. It slowly eroded to what is now like one of the, I mean, I guess it is the biggest canyon in the world. <laughs> Shows how much I know about geography. Uh, it's created the biggest canyon in the world from day in and day out consistency. So we all know that consistency is what is important, is what creates change. And we want to make sure that we can stay consistent doing the things that we want to do so we can become the person we wish to become and get the results we want to create in health, business, life, et cetera. And here's the thing. Motivation is a powerful, powerful forces for change. We've all felt it, whether it's, you know, 
all the stuff you do if you like have a crush on someone or you fall in love with someone, you do crazy things because you're motivated. You really, really, really want to engage with that person, right? You want to connect with that person. You want to impress them. And when you're motivated, you do anything it takes to get what you want, right? I'm grinning. This is like this is like my crush face. I'm thinking about my, my recent crush and just all the stuff that I did, right, um, to try to stand out to her, right? And so that's awesome. And motivation is super, super powerful. And we can leverage that. But it's fickle. It comes and it goes. And that's the nature of motivation. And so if you want to create change, if you want to create something that lasts, like the Grand Canyon, we know we have to develop this erosion-like consistency where day in and day out, even if we don't feel motivated, we still show up to do the things most days that we need to do in order to get results. And so in order to be able to do this, in order to be able to learn how to take action and set ourselves up for success, set ourselves up so that we take action, even if we don't really feel like it, we need a strategy. We need a system which will allow us to do just this. Now, here's the system that I wanna introduce you today. It's called Implementation Intentions. Now, I first heard about this reading James Clear's book, um, Atomic Habits, highly recommend. And so in that book, he didn't create it, but he talks about it. In that book, an implementation intention is a clear plan. It's a clear action plan for taking just one specific action. That's it. And so in the implementation intention, it has a few parts. It's a statement that you write out or just think out that has a few crucial parts. And that is what, it's when, it's where, and sometimes how much. So before we explain how that works and I give you some examples, I wanna first talk about a study that shows why this implementation intention is such a powerful tool that you can use to get results, stay consistent, even if you don't feel motivated. So in this study, this was done, I believe in Great Britain, I'll link the study in the show notes uh, back in the early 2000s. And they wanted to test what matters more. Is it motivation or is it strategy? And so they took a group of people and they divided them into three groups. One was a control group. One was a motivation group. And one was a motivation plus implementation intention group. So here's what they did. In the control group, the people put into that group they just asked them to track how much they exercised each week. That was it. They were on their own, track how much exercise you did, and let us know. Now, in the motivation group, they also asked them to track how much exercise they did each week, but they also gave them reading materials, handouts, and a presentation on the benefits of exercise. They kind of hyped them up. They gave them this little like hype thing, like exercise is going to make you feel amazing. It's going to help you live longer, right? It's going to increase um, your life expectancy. It's going to help save you from all these diseases which are killing Americans, like heart disease, all these things, right? To really get people motivated, like you should exercise. And that was the motivation group. So they tracked their exercise as well as they got a little pep talk, a little motivation presentation. Now the third group, the implementation intention group, this group, they did the same things as the other two groups. They asked them to track how much they exercised. They also attended that motivation kind of pep talk presentation, but they also had this group formulate an implementation plan. 
And this is an example of the plan that they wrote out for the study. It goes as this. During the week, I, being the participant, will partake in at least 20 minutes of vigorous exercise on a day at a time in a place. They had the individuals fill out the day, the time, and the place that they would partake in that 20 minutes of exercise. Okay, and so then they tested them for two weeks. The control group, the motivation only group, and the motivation plus the implementation group. And here are the results. The first and second group, so the motivation and the control group, between the, the, those two groups, the difference between the exercise, the amount that those individuals exercised at least once per week, or the, the likelihood that they exercised at least once per week was 35 to 38%. So of those two groups, right, the motivation group and the group that was told nothing other than track your exercise, only 35 to 38% of those people exercise at least once a week. But the third group, the group who got the motivation pep talk, but also had the implementation intention, they wrote out that clear plan, they were 91% or 91% of that group exercise at least once per week. Okay, so that was more than double the normal rate. And so this study showed some interesting things. It showed that the group who received the motivation, the, the talk that was supposed to increase their motivation, get them motivated, and the group who received nothing had basically the same exact uh, rates of whether or not they did they took action, okay? But the group who they went one step further and helped them develop a very clear, specific plan with the implementation action, they were more than double as likely to take the action to exercise. That's incredible. 35 to 38% versus 91% success rate. And so what this shows is that motivation is an unreliable thing to rely on to help you consistently take actions day in and day out. A clear specific plan is the most powerful, at least in this example, is the most powerful way to actually make sure you keep taking the actions you need to take day in and day out. And so the basic formula, let's talk about the implementation and uh, the implementation intention because this is the thing that I want you to walk away from today knowing exactly how to do. Here's the basic formula. It goes like this. I will do an action at a specific time in a specific location. And so this covers the three main things that you should always have laid out anytime you want to create a new action. And that is what you're doing, when you're doing it, and where you're doing it. Those are the three most important things to have in that implementation intention. So here's an example. Let's say you also want to exercise more. And so here's what I would write out. I will go to the 5.30 p.m. Orange Theory Fitness class on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays this week. And so in that statement, we have a couple things. We have what? What are they going to do? What's the behavior? It's the Orange Theory Fitness class. You have a when. It's the time. It's going to be 5.30 p.m. on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So you have both the specific days and the specific time you're going to go to that class. 
And then the where in this example is included in the location of the gym, which is the Orange Theory Fitness Gym that you have a membership with. And so now this is very specific. This gives your brain a very specific plan to latch onto and to begin to subconsciously move you towards and get you to subconsciously essentially commit to and build into your schedule and routine, whether that is like you're physically putting it on your calendar or you're subconsciously beginning to place those events into your life as future actions that you will do. The specificity and the clarity is the secret there. When things are subjective and relative, it doesn't give your brain anything specific to really be able to hold on to, to actually be able to tell you when to take an action and what to do. So for example, with that Orange Theory Fitness, if I just said, um, I want to work out three times a week, that's good. That's something. It's better than just saying, like, I need to work out more. It's a little bit more specific. But saying I need to work out three times a week, your brain, your your um, subconscious has no, your conscious or subconscious has no way to like plan into when are we going to take that action? When are we going to deviate from our norm and do these things that we want to do? But when you get specific, when you include what you're going to do, it's that Orange Theory Fitness workout, where you're going to do it, when you're going to do it, all of a sudden now you have something you can latch onto in your mind and that will make you much more likely to actually do the behaviors. So here's how I want you to be able to use this moving forward. Here's the four steps to building and using implementation intentions. The first step is pick an action that you want to do. This is your what. Then I want you to write out the implementation, write out the implementation intention for that action. And then place reminders, whether it's the card that you wrote your implementation action out on, your what, your when, and your where. Or it could be a reminder on your phone, reminder anywheres, and put it somewhere you'll see. Okay, so you pick the action, you wrote out the implementation intention, and now you're placing reminders. You're putting that intention somewhere you will be constantly reminded of it to keep giving your brain reminders. And then the fourth step is just try it and see how it goes. Sometimes even the best implementation plan you come up with may not really work for you. It may not end up working into your schedule. It may not be practical. Things may come up and that's okay. The goal is to refine things. So once you have a plan, test it, see how it works. If it works great, perfect. If you like it, great. Make it a part of your routine, build that into your life. That's awesome. But if it doesn't work, if you still like if you hit that 5.30, but like, oh, I forgot I hadn't take the kids to um, volleyball practice. Okay, great. You just found out that you need to tweak your plan. And that's okay if you don't take actions because you need to tweak it to make it work better, right? That's common sense, but it goes without saying. A lot of times, some people will set the action. If they don't do it, they're like, oh, I failed. And oh, that's it. No, no, no. Any type of new action is meant to be tested, refined, and tweaked. That's how it works. So, Here's how you do this. Pick the thing you want to do, whether it's a diet, whether it's um, some type of like sleep behavior, you want to sleep more. Um, it could be anything. I'll give an example here of uh, the way I did this last year. Pick the action, write out the implementation, find your what, specify your what, your where, and your when, 
place reminders, put it where you can see it, and then test it, see how it goes, and refine it as you move forward. Okay, so here's how I use this. This is how I discovered this. When I read the James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, I needed to, I was in a point where I was not feeling a ton of motion, motivation to do the regular exercise I was doing. Typically, I'd done a lot of high-intensity CrossFit stuff, a bunch of Olympic lifting, a bunch of basic weightlifting, and was just feeling a little burned out. I was in a uh, period of life where there were a lot of psychological stresses and demands being placed on me, and I just didn't have the normal motivation I had to go work out. And so I needed to find something to get myself, to get myself, to get myself, to get myself moving. And I decided on walking. So here's what I did. I was like, okay, what's the behavior going to be? What's step one? And I decided, you know what? Even if I'm tired, even if I'm stressed, even if I don't feel like lifting or I don't feel like a high intensity exercise because I'm just stressed out of my mind, what's something I knew I can do? And I was like, well, I can always walk. I can go outside and walk. Perfect. There's my thing. Okay, so that was my what. And then, okay, well, when? When am I going to go for a walk? What makes the most sense in my day? What's something I can depend on? And I decided after breakfast. I work from home, and so for me, I get to control my schedule to that extent, which is very nice. But I decided that after breakfast was a time that I always knew I could walk out the door. And then where was I going to walk? Well, I picked out a loop in my neighborhood. Out my front door, do the loop, come back. And then I did a bonus step of how much. Now, in our previous example of Orange Theory Fitness, the class period, probably an hour long, helped determine how much you were going to do. In this case, though, walking, that's up to me. And so I wanted to specify how much just so I had something that I knew I knew I was going to commit to. So I decided I was going to walk for at least 10 minutes. That was it. That was how much. So I picked my what. It was walking. I picked when directly after breakfast, when I put my plate in the dishwasher was when I would walk out the front door. And then where I knew exactly where I was going, the loop I'd picked out around my block. And I knew that I would walk for at least 10 minutes. Boom. That was my implementation intention. Wrote it out, set it on my desk, and began to do it every single day. And here are the results. Now, about a year later, I started this about a year ago now, to date. And this is something I now do at least once every single day. It has become a part of my life. And walking, regular walking, honestly, is the single greatest health habit or behavior that I've really picked up in the last five years. It's absolutely transformed. And this sounds a little hype, but it's true. It has absolutely transformed my mental health, my stress levels. It's given me a time to process and do some creative thinking. It allows me to get exercise, get moving, get outside, get sunshine, get fresh air. All these incredible things from this simple little health behavior that I worked into my day with a implementation intention. So hopefully that helps. Hopefully that is a great example. To wrap the show up, implementation intentions are the best thing you can do, the best thing you can use. It is a system you can use to continue to take the actions you want to take, even if motivation is not there, even if motivation has completely dried up and is gone. The cool thing about these is that you can use them in more than just health. In a later podcast, I'll share how I've used this in my business. And man, oh man, has it worked. 
but you can use implementation intentions to create or make yourself more likely to take action, whether it's in business, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in education, studying, any type of thing you want to achieve, any type of goal you have, you can use an implementation intention to break down the actions you need to take to reach that goal. And it makes you much more likely to take those actions and much more likely to get to the goal. That is the magic of this system. This framework, as I've mentioned, has absolutely benefited me in business and health in life. I found it extremely useful, wanted to share it with you guys. I hope that this is something that provides you a lot of value as well. Last thing, as we leave, if you've been finding this podcast valuable, if this is something that has benefited you, if you found it useful for your time, which I hope you have, I have one simple ask, and that is that you either share it with a friend, somebody who, when you listen, you're like, oh man, this would totally help them. Send it over to them, please. Don't, or I guess share the growth, right? Like if they find a benefit, please share it. Subscribe or follow to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen, YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube. Um, so, I mean, actually subscribing and following does actually help the algorithm. And so with that, if you boost the algorithm for me for Optimize for Impact, that just gives this show an opportunity to go out to even more people, strangers, strangers, stranger danger out there in the world to which allow them to simplify their health as well, make these little tweaks that can allow them to live more fully alive, which is the mission of this show. So thank you for listening. And I will see you next week on another episode of the Optimized for Impact podcast. Take care.